Welcome to EMG Transformations with Dan Stoll. Each episode will empower you to ignite your inner fire and provide methods to maximize your mental and physical performance. You never know how one valuable insight can make such a big impact. Please leave a five-star review if this episode leaves a positive impact on you. And don't be shy to screenshot and share episodes on social media that you find helpful so we can spread the message and make the world a better place. You never know who may need to hear and the impact it has on them too. We're only scratching the surface. There's so much more to learn. Subscribe and stick around to manage stress, improve your health, and create lasting lifestyle changes. Buckle up and get ready to spark your transformation with Nova Fusion. Welcome to EMG Transformations. Today I have the honor to feature Neil Falora. Neil is an entrepreneur, speaker, and neurospiritual coach. His work has been featured in Unfair Advantage Live, Huffington Post, and Walk the Talk Speaker. Choosing to follow his dreams and recover from a decade-long chronic illness, Neil left everything behind to start again. He transformed his life by creating a new relationship with his body and brain. He values his work, but being a dad to his son and daughter is his top priority and the place for his profound life lessons. I have a lot of love for this guy, and you're going to feel why in just a few moments. Thank you for joining us today, man. Brother, we 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 were just discussing before we jumped on how we're sort of spiritual twin cosmically connected so let's let's get it on bro yeah man i'm so excited for this conversation every time the chemistry is just on fire so let's just dive into this because i know this is going to be a deep conversation so before we dive in and go down the rabbit hole here today i'd love for you to share your story kind of like where where you're from what was life like growing up and how did your early struggles impact you going forward? I am from a small Midwestern town. My dad was an immigrant who grew up in abject poverty. And there's a lot of you know, vibrational legacy that's from that. You know, we talk about energy and generation. So he really struggled, but he, he got his doctorate degree, got a PhD in genetics came here. And so I was growing up as an Indian in a, a town with, honestly, just a Midwestern white people, which is fine, you know, it, no, no uh, political conversation that, but it was challenging because here was a story that developed long over time that I'm different. Things are different for me, right? Because people didn't understand that. And so growing up in a household where it was really learned, really stressed achievement, but also was very challenging emotionally and physically. You know, I could never tell when something would go off and I would just be in a place where there wasn't safety. And that's what we need, Dan, more than love, just as much as love is that we need safety. And we'll talk about that maybe later. So I was a counselor. I was a emotional prophet for people. And I don't mean that in like a, I'm better than somebody way. I mean that like, that's my gift. That's why I'm here. You said that as well. And I appreciate the reflection. 
So childhood and adolescence and all those things was, was great in a lot of ways. In a lot of ways, I felt like I belonged fit in anywhere, but belonged nowhere. And what I realized over time is that the issues are in the tissues and what I didn't deal with emotionally, mentally began to, excuse me, began to manifest in my body. And that began a journey where I started to understand what it means, what it means to be in dis-ease as the body gets out of ease, it starts to tend towards a place where it is calling your name saying, Hey, hello, I'm here. And if you don't listen to it over time, you find yourself where I did, where you're high functioning anxiety, chronically fatigued, um, in a, a number of symptoms. And you're wondering what the hell happened. Yeah. And, you know, I can relate with living in that constant fight or flight and the dis-ease that you mentioned as well. And you know, when you don't have the tools to cope with that, it can be a really tough experience. And it feels like the world is against you almost at that point. Like, mm-hmm. why, what did mm-hmm. I do to deserve this? And you start asking all these wrong questions instead of, you know, wh- what is the purpose to this and start looking for that duality. But when you're in the storm, it's much easier said than done to do that. And, you know, actually putting that to practice, that can be hard when, everything seems negative. So I'm curious, what were some of those biggest challenges or even lessons that you learned from navigating that chronic illness? You said a really, a really interesting thing you said about when you're in the storm. Yeah. When you're in the storm, the thing that people don't teach you is that you hide, you shelter, right? Mm. You protect in from a nervous system standpoint, which I'm heavy in, as you already know, because I feel like that informs God, informs spirit, informs source, that's dorsal vagal. That's the protect, that's the turtling you you come in. The secret is, is that when there is a storm, you go out and you let yourself play in the rain. You just let it wash over you. You don't protect it because those things that we resist persist, but those things that we don't allow to experience don't flow through us. They stay within us. And, and I think the biggest lesson that I came to recently, Dan, is that I was holding on for dear life my whole life in the fight or flight as you discovered, as discovered, right? And the flip of the switch is to get to a place where you can allow your life to hold you. And I wasn't allowing that, that basal trust that understanding of whatever your belief system is, whether it's innate intelligence or God or spirit or or universe, but it's like, how can I be in that state? Now that sounds like all big fluff, but what I think the other really big lesson for me was, is that unless you regulate your nervous system, you're never going to get there. That's why affirmations and things and positive thinking, they work for people in the moment, but they don't work long-term because they don't know how to regulate their nervous system. And you're reading my mind over here because, you know, like that's what I'm thinking of is, okay, how do we, how do we regulate that nervous system? And I'm curious for you, like, was there a certain event that happened or was that just like, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. Something needs to change where you started to really take those steps to, you know, regulate your nervous system. And what does that even look like? Like, how do, how do we regulate our nervous system? 
right? I mean, this is such a, I'm so excited to be in this, in this place because it's just, it's the next version. People are all into the mindset, right? Mindset, no offense, but it's been huge for thousands of years in, in Eastern culture and my people's culture as well. We've understood this, but now the next wave is like, what is the level of mind in the body and how to regulate your nervous system may seem unrelatable, but to tell you there were events. I remember being on a trip with a formal girlfriend in Paris and all of a sudden I started having all these weird symptoms and I went to this French hospital and they ended up giving me a Valium, which um, I would recommend that nobody ever takes. Right. But that's a different story. Um, and they were like, Oh, it's just a panic attack. And then I remember um, after I separated from a long-term relationship, I was in an apartment by myself and I woke up in the middle of the night and I felt like I was having a heart attack and I called the ambulance and that was the start of like my body saying, Hey, wait a, wait a minute. You've been leaving me all this time. You've been masking it. You've been pacifying. You've been using coping mechanisms, but you're not really dealing with it. So here's, here's your sign and nervous system regulation. Anybody knows what it is, but we don't, we don't, we understand it academically, but we don't get it empirically that when you have a body, it affects your mind. And when you have a, a, your brain and when you have a brain, it affects your body, right? And so nervous system regulation can just simply be taking three slow, deep breaths. Mm -hmm. How, when's the last time that you minded your breathing and did that regularly? It doesn't have to be this big, I go to a mountain and be to shop, visit a shaman kind of thing. <laughs> Yeah, it's that simple. Just three, three simple breaths like that to get centered, get back in tune with that present moment and find your breath. That's doing something as simple as that, maybe morning and night. How big of an impact does that really have? Because that, that seems so simple to people right now. But if you're really in that flight or flight, I know firsthand like that can be a dramatic reset in a sense. Yes, it can be a, a huge reset. And what else, what I will say is, is that because we're in fight or flight all the time, we have no really understanding that when you're a fish in water and you're bathing in this fight or flight all the time, how do you know that you're in that water? Exactly. Right? We, we, we don't, we don't have a, we don't have a frame of reference. It's like, it's like having a, a huge room in your, in your mind that's been turned off for a long period of time. And when somebody flips on the switch, you're like, man, I didn't even know this was here. Right. So nervous system regulation or the ability to do that is the accumulation of small changes over time. It's a muscle. You would never eat a plate of broccoli and go, I'm healthy. But for some reason we want to do mindset. Like I, you know, I heard this motivational video and now I'm, I'm motivated for life. I'm changed for life, but it's a small imperceptible changes over time. And anybody who's been on social media knows that this happens to us because most of us now, we were never like this before, but now when we get on social media, we're like, scroll, 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 click, click. We can't stop doing it. So yes. think about that in terms of how you stored mindset in your body and doing those things repeatedly over time, just like an athlete would practice the shot put over and over and over to train the body to be in a certain state when he throws that ball, you're doing the same thing with your nervous system. 
it's it, it is a, the long valley of entre that entrepreneurs go through the long valley of change between the beginning and the end that seems boring and difficult yeah that's interesting because you know i always relate your mindset or building your resilience as like a muscle just like your bicep it's something mm -hmm. that you constantly have to train and you're saying yes. that your nervous system is the same way it's something that we constantly have to put effort in on a consistent basis. And then day by day, it will get stronger. We'll find more calmness and relax and relax better as well. And it's just like this muscle that we have to continue to build and, you know, put effort into. And, and here, here's a, for the people listening, here's a real truth bomb that you're probably not thinking or nobody said to you is that not only is it a muscle that you can develop, you come to who you are through experience. It's through experience you're going to change your nervous system. But your experience up until this point has also trained you. Your nervous system is also trained to react to things that aren't working for you. There are patterns in your nervous system. So if you can establish good patterns for you, nobody ever really thinks about the fact that, oh my gosh, every time that I have an experience, which humans feel, 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 that's who we are. We think it's thinking, but we, if we were floating ahead, we wouldn't have an experience. Our body, our meat suit gives us that experience. And I feel I'm going to write this email. I feel anxiety. I have to get on a Facebook live. I, I feel this. I now have to do a networking event and go talk to people in my business. And I feel these anxiety things. I'm with my parents and they always talk about this and I start to get tense. That experience is trained in the level of mind or in the nervous system of the body. And it becomes an informant to the brain to go, crap, we're doing this again. Or initiate fear, initiate fear. Oh, Neil's not good enough. Remember the unworthy sequence, right? <laughs> and, it, and it happens. Man, that's, that's so interesting. And, you know, from my whole philosophy is experiences plus mindset equals growth. And what you're saying is those experiences leave an imprint on our mindset, on our subconscious, and then that will almost determine how we react. So if we're in a similar situation where it caused us anxiety in the past, we're going to feel those emotions start to, you know, flourish up when we're in that similar situation. So I'm curious, like, how does someone shut off those, those beliefs and those feelings that don't serve them anymore, that are holding them back from their true potential and really coming from a place of fear? Yeah. And that's a beautiful point that you made about sort of living in the past version of ourselves, right? Because we wake up and we're, we're who we are. I mean, you know this because we follow some of the same people, but you know, if 95%, 95% of how you're going to react in any situation by the age of 30 is already programmed, it, you're, we're, we're working from the unconscious brain. It is processing 11, 11 million bits of information a second, where the conscious brain is doing 40 to 50 bits of information a second. So how do you get conscious of that? How do you bring awareness? And if I could say anything to people listening, that is the key. Because when you're unconscious, you can't just all of a sudden know it, but you can develop awareness over time. And it can be just as simple. And this is the thing that I use my clients and my kids even, is people want to make awareness and meditation this big, long thing. And I love meditation. But if you can't do any of that, just imagine that you throw a line into a pond and your triggers and your emotions are the fish that's going to bite. 
And all I want you guys to do who's listening is just to start to get aware of the tug. Fear, wait, you know, I'm going to exercise. I don't want to emote tug, you know, I'm with my kids and they're, they're, they're being noisy again, tug. And as you start to get awareness, that's the way, that's the portal into the unconscious mind because you start to become aware of how it shows up in both your head and the mind that's in down below your neck in the body. Yeah, that's such a good analogy. Just just feel those tugs <laughs> because they're so subtle. Yeah. And, you know, it's it doesn't, it's not always this like crashing wave that's coming at you, but it's just like this little, this little nudge that, causes that hesitation causes that paralysis and makes you feel stuck like you're in quicksand essentially so that that's a great tip that you just shared to help us recognize that and get the awareness to know that okay maybe I am feeling this way but I can change and you know act in a different way I don't have to fall into the same programming in a sense so I love that you shared that and something else that you talk about pretty frequently is healing your inner child. So I'm curious, why is that so important? Yeah, this is a big passion of mine, you know, and I used to sort of shirk away from this message because it, because it felt like people didn't identify with it. They do identify with it. It's just harder from them because they're moved from their point of origin. But my soapbox, the thing that I'm on is like this being a child is the most important part of our development of our lives. And we vilify it by saying, stop being a child, you know, and, and, you know, and my kids are doing it too, Dan, they'll be like, daddy, I want to grow up. And I'm just like, dude, I was like, stay a kid. You want to, it's not an immature, your friends are telling you you're a baby or you're watching a cartoon. It's a very important point of, of emotional mastery. And the real secret here guys for you guys who are listening is that we don't really ever grow up we're just really bigger kids in a bigger meat suit but we're we're working with all the same things and people are projecting in their reactions the things the wounds the trauma that's happened to them so here's the here's here's the the take-home message your job as an adult is to be the parent that you're, that you always needed as a child. Even if you had great parents, there are things that were left out for you. And what I see in the parts work, when I do parts work with people is that they just try to use positivity or male alpha male divine masculine to push through. But the divine feminine says, I'm going to see what's here for me. I'm going to ask it. Why is this fear here? Why are you reappearing? What do you want me to know? What are you protecting me from? And then take that little child part child part of his hand and do it with them it keeps reappearing because you're leaving it and it's going you left me again man that that's so powerful taking the hand of your inner child that that afraid alone figure and walking through walking them through the the pain and you know those tough times and showing that you can get through it you did get through it um, that, that's a beautiful thing. And something else that you mentioned is, well, that, that really stuck out to me is like my why. And for me, it's, you know, I grew up with an alcoholic father and I never, my dad was always more of a friend than a father. And, you know, now I want to start my own family and 
be that dad that I wish I had and, you know, mm. create and expand my family because right now my circle is pretty small and, you know, I want to change that and I want to be a grandpa one day. And, you know, I just have these, these goals of creating this beautiful family. And, you know, that is the thing that was missing deep down when I was a child. And that's the thing that I'm still searching for today. And, you know, going down through my life, like I'm, I'm 24 years old. Like that's, that's a goal that I want to see in 10, 20 years. Like that's something I want to step into. And, you know, that's something that that's a beautiful thing to really go back and heal your child and go through those experiences and not shy away from them because it's much easier to hold on to that that vengeful emotions of oh they should have been this way or they should have been that way or they should have mm-hmm. done this it's mm-hmm. no we can't do that let's let's focus on the creation of where we're going now because we can't change what happened in the past we can only we can only make steps forward and you know the best way to do that is to go in a positive direction rather than living from the past in a sense. Yeah. The men who are listening, you know, who might have, because men traditionally, you know, only know how to express emotions when their team wins or they have an orgasm, right? Because we're, we're not, maybe, maybe not as much as the new culture, men, but there's still a lot of that pervasiveness out there, but it's like, you wouldn't, if you're a protector of your family or a partnership or your family, you're, you're not going to leave somebody behind. Like a soldier, you're not going to leave somebody behind. You're not going to leave them in the battlefield. When you don't take care of your pieces and your parts, when you don't befriend your fear, as one of my mentors says, then we're leaving them behind. And in a war zone, which it, a lot of it is internally as we wrestle with things, you can't leave somebody behind like that. You got to take them, got to take them with you. Um, and so that there aren't more and more casualties as you go along. Hmm. Yeah, that that's so powerful. And, you know, something that you mentioned earlier in the conversation that I want to bring back is, you know, how those traumas and emotions really store in your body. That kind of goes with, you know, regulating your nervous system and almost releasing them at that point, because if they're stored for so long, we kind of have to get them out at a certain point. So how does that happen and how can we release that? Yes. So we talked about this in your mastermind too. It's like, you know, the level of people don't really see where, understand the distinction between your brain and your mind. So if I ask you, Hey, um, do you think that your body affects your emotions or affects your thinking? Most people are going to say yes but they don't really see the idea that if we drink poison, is it going to affect your brain, your mind, or your body? That's all, 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 all of them, right? If we drink something poisonous, so why wouldn't we make the correlation that what we think and feel is going to affect all of them? And the mind, as we start to really understand it, as physicists are studying this now is not just located in the brain. It's located sort of nondescriptly throughout, throughout. We can show this in transplantation studies where they take donor or they take donor organs and transplant them into recipients. And all of a sudden they start having memories or unbelievable shifts in character that are statistically unbelievably similar to the donor, right? Over time, we start to see this that happens. So we know that the level of mind is actually in 
the body and athletes know this. That's why they train the mind so hard because what we want to move from is a place where, where we're unconsciously incompetent to unconsciously competent. And that competency, we all know it. Anybody's listening here, when you were doing your best work, were you thinking about it or were you completely zoned out? How do you drive 30 miles and wake up on the highway and the freeway and go, oh my gosh, where, how did I get here? We've all had that experience. It's because there's a certain level of understanding and thinking that's in the body. So to release that, we have to use, we can use, there are simple one to three minute techniques that we can use to basically help the body. Because it's on the mind, it's in the body. But if we work on the body, we can bring it and release it out of the mind, not the brain, but the collective understanding of what happens in the mind. Mm. Yeah. And something that you mentioned was that flow state. Do you think that tuning into that also helps you release it? Because for me, like when I think of flow state, basketball is the first thing that comes to my mind is mm. that's always been like, I'm like one with nature in a sense. Like I don't think about dribbling. I just do it. And, you know, that's, that's always been my coping mechanism as well. Like from, you know, those experiences with my father, when things were bad inside, I would just go outside and play basketball in the street and got my mind off of everything. So do you think having those flow state activities or just things that you love to do, is that kind of a, a way to help release and recenter? I, I, I do think so. And I think it's about playing harder inside the dream because mm -hmm. we want our masculine goals. The divine masculine says, we're going to have this is push, shove and get shit done, you know, like that sort of thing. But we also understand that, that holding the container for being in the, being in the play of our dreams helps us be in flow more and maybe releasing not the goal, but how we get there, how we get there. It's, it's relinquishing a certain amount of control. And Dan, why don't people relinquish control? You know, the number one thing that I actually teach entrepreneurs through fulfillment for more financial, for more greater financial success is safety above love. We need safety. And when you don't have safety, when your nervous system dysregulated, we, which we talked about earlier, positive thinking isn't going to shift you getting there. Just like you and I both know when you're a chronic illness state, you can eat all the organic stuff you want, but if you're stuck in a fight or flight, it's not going to make a difference. And to make the difference to get into flow is, is about regulating your nervous system. It's about creating safety in your body so that you can do the next thing. Cause why would it seem, why do people procrastinate? It's not because they're lazy because they're fighting unwanted emotions. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Let, let's talk about that safety too. Let's, let's bring that back as well, because I'm curious, like, I feel like there's almost two types of safety, one in the internal where you have to fill your own cup first in a sense but there's also external safety where that's like your environmental situation and just being in the right environment and priming yourself in that way so can you talk about the importance of safety and how we can have more of that security in our life 
Yeah, and, and I, I I do think so. And I think it's a simple, it, it is a simple part of working with your mindset, which I'm hoping people are getting is understanding it's not just in your brain, right? But the quality of life is going to be directly related to the quality of your questions. And I've found in the awareness conversation, the way to get more safety by working both top down, meaning from your brain and bottom up, meaning from your heart or your body, is to start asking better quality questions. And it can come out a couple of different ways. So you start to bring the nervous system down, but you can use tactical things on the body. But one mindset thing is to just go, you know, is what I'm feeling, is it, is it true? Right? It's a process of inquiry. Yeah. And it may be true. I want you to answer it truthfully. And you may say yes. And then you say, do I absolutely know that it is true? We don't, you know, can you absolutely say that it's true? And mo most of the time, if we're honest, we're saying no. And then you say, what is the reaction to my thought, to this thought? And then you start to understand the body, the level of mind in the body. And then you say, who would I be without this thought? And that's where when in the A to B conversation, we start to bring an awareness of what it means to be B because the shift happens more rapidly when we can stop being wherever we are, A, and embody, which that's what that word means, in the body, embody the physical representation of what B looks like. We start dosing our chemistry in our body to take on the frequency, the vibration, the spiritual alignment of B now. And that's where we start to understand how to shift this conversation rapidly. That's the accelerant for everybody's listening. You want the cheat code? That's the freaking cheat code. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard like the phrase be, do, have pretty frequently over these past few years. And, you know, I always, I've known it's important and I know the affirmations, but it's really that, that being the first step to anything is you have to be it. And that comes with a deep sense of awareness and belief in yourself and, if you don't have that belief, if you're just kind of going through the motions, it's going to be much harder to get that result that you want or to become the person who you want to be. But if you really believe it at the core of who you are and you feel those emotions and you can even visualize those in your mind, that's where the transformation is going to happen. That's where literally the inside of you is going to change your cells, your molecules, all of that is going to reshift and you're going to really become, once you start being, you're going to become this new, this new person that really shines bright. And, you know, I thank you for really highlighting that part, because that's something that I've always struggled with, because intellectually, I always knew, but to really go from intellectual knowing to intuitive feeling in your body, that's a big shift. So I'm actually curious, like, do you have any tips for someone to really get into that visualization and just to really feel those emotions that they desire and go from there? Yeah, I, this is one of my favorite techniques ever. And I want to park an idea in the listeners' minds right now about because it sounds a little bit like hokum. Like, again, Eastern societies have known this for years, but it's like, Oh, your, your mindset and, it, it, and who you're being shifts your molecules and your cells and all that. 
It sounds like, okay, that sounds great, but tell me what the funnel system is. Just give me the PDF, right? Yeah, you know, uh, let me just attend the webinar so I can figure out what to do. It doesn't work like that. But anybody who's been on a diet understands what happens in the first week or two of the diet. You might feel good for a few days, but your biology of belief starts calling you back. It starts saying, nah, bro. You know, that Cheetos that I eat at 2 p.m. And then I have that Diet Coke. Yeah, I need that right now. Like I'm tapping on my arm like I'm an addict right now. If you can't see that, it needs that. It, it, and it will make your nose run. It will give you a headache. And we call it, we're thinking, oh, and so we've trained our biology. Anybody who's made a diet shift will tell you after they really made it for a state sustained period, when they went back and ate the foods that they used to love, how do you feel, Dan? You know this. How do you feel when you eat the foods that you used to love? Yeah, not not the same as it used to be. <laughs> you feel like shit. Yeah. You're like, I, like, how did I eat this, right? Exactly. So that is, that is what we're talking about. This vibrational, uh, doing it differently and changing who you are vibrationally will change your biology. But here's the rub. You change faster energetically and spiritually. It takes longer to catch up in the 3D. But you ask the question, how do I do this? And it is dose chemistry. Dopamine is D-O-S-E, dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, and epinephrine. And for those of you listening, every pharmaceutical drug that's been powerful has been modeled after a molecule that occurs naturally in your brain. It, it, it is. And if you can sit your body down for even one to five minutes and take a moment and close your eyes and go, imagine being in an arena and walking out and feeling the air pressure difference and the smell of the arena air and the people starting to get up and clap for you and seeing because you made all this amazing journey and you changed your life and you hear the roar of the crowd and you feel the wave of emotion. You can feel the breeze of the air pressure and you feel the crunchiness of the turf. And even in that 60 seconds, if you can engage your senses during this visualization, that is the tactical, that is the tactical biological um, portal to the spiritual center of our body to tell us this is the frequency where you need to be. And the frequency that you feel frequently is who you're going to become. Oh, I love that last line. That's so good. Man, that, that is really the key to visualization is really tuning into the, those senses and really like feeling it, tasting it, touching it, seeing it, mm -hmm. all of that and really experiencing it because, you know, the mind doesn't know the difference between thought and reality. And the more times we go into that place in our mind, the more that our body is going to catch up with that reality, thinking that, that you know, that's what's going on. So I love that you shared that. And, you know, it's so true. So I hope that someone out there can really put that to practice because, you know, if, say you're out there with a chronic illness, you can do a visualization of how healthy you are. I am so grateful that I'm, you know, the healthiest I've ever been and really feeling what, what is that? Maybe you have a, a stomach issue. You don't have those issues anymore. You can eat the foods that you love without feeling in pain and you can go do the things that you want to do and, you know, feel the wind on you as you're riding that roller coaster or whatever you're doing. You know, those are the things that when you really step into that, 
that's gonna really drive you at an inner being level and you're, you're gonna feel so much different so i love that and you know i'm curious like is that kind of like what meditation or not meditation but mindfulness is for you is you know getting into those those reset moments or even visualizing like how would you describe mindfulness i would say mindfulness is understanding that we only have this present moment mm-hmm. and that's where you can sometimes just it's i love to give people quick easy tips because let's be honest most people we have so much resistance and guys the resistance comes not because you're lazy or you're not a good human being this resistance comes because we're wired for average our body's wired for survival it's not wired to go i'm going to overcome this illness i'm going to be an entrepreneur i'm going to be a great speaker i'm going to go help children in africa and overcome all of their hunger and, and and poverty issues it's wired for safety so it's little things that you can do and so mindfulness is just presencing looking around your environment like a toddler would like this is how they they would orient oh i see a ceiling i'm looking at the bumps for the first time i'm looking at my hand i'm seeing this beautiful bumps on this glass cup that i have here it's being in the present moment and if you want to take it one further any any beautiful moment that you have if you can i'm a big music dude I think about things in terms of frequency and sound, everything. I'm weird. I'm like, I take physics and take it to a spiritual level. But it's like any beautiful frequency or moment that you have, it could be just as simple as you check this off your list. But how often would we go, just just take a moment and go, yes, and feel it, right? If you get off a phone and and you have a short phone call and it felt good because the person's like, man, I appreciate you today. Just extend that for 30 seconds. And, and again, it's that repeat dosing that we don't understand that starts to shift our frequency, that starts to shift our biology. And you wake up one day and you're like, man, things are just easier. Things are just easier. I used to do laughter yoga five to 10 minutes a day. I would just spontaneous laugh. And I'm telling you, when I did it, I would watch shows. I had more smiles on my face. I would laugh so much more at comedies because I had trained a different response in me over time. Wow, that that's so good. And you know, that that's the thing. We can train ourselves. We don't have to be this this you know stuck identity that are in the same habits. We can, you know, do some things and go into those meditations or do these little exercises like the laughter, like you just said, to become something new and feel these different emotions that we want to feel. Maybe we want to be happier. So that's something that you can do to tap into that frequency a little bit more. And the more you do it, the more you're just naturally going to wake up and feel that way. And I also picked up like small acts of gratitude that you do. (laughs) So like just feeling good about certain things. Mm -hmm. How big of a shift does that have on your mindset? Um, It is unbelievable what it has in your mindset. I mean, and the reason that people can't be grateful is because it's not because we're, we're spoiled human beings that don't know how to appreciate anything. It's because we've had so much practice protecting and being safe and gratitude is a higher frequency, but they can show that I think it's two or three times, 15 minutes a day can radically start putting new neural connections in your body. In fact, they did a study where they showed that certain levels of protective 
immune response ramp up huge by doing 15, two 15 minute gratitudes a day. Like we're talking about like big deviations in your blood work. And so what that means for you as a business person or as a person who have goal, has goals is that you have greater strength and resiliency to do stuff because you have to think about your mind, which is in the body and the brain, like a, like a wall of a dam. And it can only take so many hits, right? It can only take so many hits. You've got to work on it to build it up so that it can hold tension. But if you have this stress and this phone call and, and people are running so much on fumes and then they're trying to fill people up from an empty cup and gratitude is to put it in a very, very sort of cliche way, it fills your cup up, guys. You got to fill your cup up and your heart center, which we can show by science, beats differently when you're in gratitude. It was going to extend your life. And anybody out there that wants to live longer, I know I do practice some freaking gratitude <laughs> yeah yeah attitude of gratitude it only takes like 15 minutes a day at least but why stop there continue those positive vibes keep going because you know at every moment every hour there's something to be grateful for even if it's just having a roof over your head the littlest things when you put them into perspective like that and you give the contrast of what life could be like, mm -hmm. you know, that, that gives you something to really be thankful for and to appreciate. And when you're in that frequency of appreciation, life is so much better. So I, yeah, I yeah. I, I would love to share this real thing. I just downloaded, sorry to interrupt you, but I just wanted to leave people because I always like to leave people better. It's like, it's like, it doesn't have to be complicated. Did you know, like you talked about like the movie in your mind is just as the real as the one out here, but did you know that you can just simply smile simply by smiling, you release hormones and you start to feel happier just by pulling the corners of your mouth up. If you smile, just sit there and smile. And I know guys were taught to be like stoic and hard. And, you know, even for a guy, I laugh a lot more than probably guys do, but I don't, I don't give a freak, you know, it's like, but just, just smile that can be. It doesn't have to be this big, long 45 minute meditation. If you just smile four to five times a day, like when you take a breath, you will start to change. Yeah. All right, guys, I want you to just start laughing and smiling on a random basis and just get real weird. <laughs> It'll change your life in the best way possible. But yeah, I actually want to get a little bit weird and some of the, the more interesting stuff, um, or just that I'm interested in, I should say, is the vagus nerve. That's something that you mentioned uh, in our mastermind that we did and something that I've always heard about, but I guess I haven't done the, the full research on it. So I'm curious, like for you, what is the vagus nerve and how can we activate it? The vagus nerve is the 12th cranial nerve and it, it runs on your left side, and it innervates every organ in your body, every major organ, organ system. And so every nerve has a certain tonality to it. You can kind of think about it like a, a note or frequency that it hums at. And over time, it needs that tone. Over time, because we leave our body, because we protect, because we don't feel safe, that nerve becomes dysregulated. So I've seen this for, we never really mentioned my background, but I was in medicine and I did all kinds of things. So I have such a unique viewpoint, but what I've seen with health conditions and even mine over time 
is that things start to creep, start to creep up. I see this in my clients. Oh, I have acid reflux or, oh, I have these digestive issues or I get this flutter or I feel this panic or whatever else. It, that's what's happening is that nervous system, the, the vagus nerve can be in different states. And there's actually a theory by Deb Tanner and Stephen Porges that talks about the polyvagal theory. And for those of you that are not looking or being able to see this, there's sort of three states. You can be in dorsal, which is the sort of turtled over the pill bug where you're rolled in and you don't want to have eye contact and so forth. And then there's, there's simp there is um, sympathetic, right? Where you're just kind of like, you are more awake, but you're kind of like, ee, you know, and then the parasympathetic where you're relaxed and slightly smiling and your eyes are open and full. That's the place. Now, the take home message for all you guys is that fight or flight is in that dorsal or sympathetic state. We're like, Ugh. um, and we don't understand as human beings to process our emotion or to heal our lives or to heal our bodies. That is that we have to go from dorsal to the, to all the way into a Paris, to the sympathetic state to actually relax. And that means that we have to get really uncomfortable before it gets comfortable. Mm. So how do we shift into getting into that comfortable state when we're, when we're just so tense and we're in that flight or flight. It's like, it's like, how do we snap out of that and be at ease? Right. Simple, simple. I'll do it quick for you here. If you guys would just focus up, it's a very executable thing. People will, won't tell you this, but the most emotional muscle in your body is your heart. Most people would agree to that. What you've never heard from Huberman or anybody else, but you only hear it at Neil Falora is <laughs> the second most emotional muscle in your body is your diaphragm. Because everything that we, every emotion we have changes our respiration or how, and we notice over time that a lot of us are holding our breath. I would be so conscious of my breathing so many times because I grew up in the environment I am, I'm not breathing. And that will change the tonality or recondition your vagus nerve. So there's a great technique called the physiological sigh. And we know this as kids, what, at the end of when you were really crying a lot, what did you do at the end? You went... <gasps> like that because you, you're recovering your nervous system. So if we just take a breath and, and like we're filling a cup and then fill it and then just, and then take another breath on top of that. And then the part about that is to sigh with a uh, release at, as kind of long as possible. That cues your nervous system that it's time to release. Mm. And just doing two or three of those, I promise you guys, two or three of those can just have such an unbelievable dramatic effect but you've got to do it with your heart into it not like you're struggling but just like really let go and just do and just let it go as elongated as you can with a little bit of sound if you're by yourself make the sound bigger right because we know that if we sometimes we're like we do that we're like because we're stressed out but if you really are purposeful about it man bro it is it is volcanic what it can do for your life yeah. And it's like, how bad do you guys really want it? Because if you really want to get out of that state, you can by applying that, that tool that Neil just described, and you just have to be purposeful with it and really believe that this can do it and not just brush it off. Like, oh, I've tried other things before, you know, what's this breath going to do for me? Actually put this to practice and I've done something similar. So I know that, you know, these breath works are very powerful and they do help, you know, reset your nervous system and get you to that place of 
feeling at ease, which is a much better place than dis-ease. So let's uh, let's definitely put that to practice when you guys are feeling anxious, stressed out, or just in that tense flight state. You know, let's let's just calm down, come back to center, take a few breaths, and you know, see how we feel afterwards. And I hope that that guys can that can make a impact on you guys going forward. Another thing that you talk about is the quantum. And it's actually funny because as like a 12 year old kid, I would go to sleep listening to YouTube videos that are like 12 hours long, just talking about quantum physics. And like, I was just always so interested in that field and like just the possibilities of, you know, physics and just like it just it interested me so much. So I'm curious, like, can you explain what the quantum is for someone hearing that term for the first time? And, you know, how can they make a quantum leap in their life? Man, this is a whole separate co- podcast. Dan. Man, just like, <laughs> he just opened up a can of worms. Oh, we're sorry. Today's episode is going to be three hours long. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, I'm not going to do that to anybody here. But man, I, I, we're, we are spiritual brothers. So from an eight, I just remember having a, I was with a college kid and he started talking to me about timelines and all this. And I just started entering the conversation and I could see the look on his face. He's like, he didn't expect me. And I just, there was some intuitive nature about feeling one with everything around me. I've had those feelings or watching Star Wars for the first time and just knowing there's some truth to that, Right. Because physicists can show that we're not in empty space. This is actually energy that's all around us. But let's make it a little more palatable because what we can say is that particles have some innate intelligence. And any high-level physicist will tell you that that is true. In fact, there are people who are working on the physics of consciousness. Why do you put, if you put a light in a room with a plant, and you let that right light randomly shine by a random number generator in any four corners that it starts to spend more time where the plant is over time. Why can you, why I remember being in, in, in physics in college and I was the only one to stand up and like be floored by this. They talk about like particles that they, the subatomic particles that change their properties in the presence when they're being observed. So, What we're saying basically is that we are frequency. Everything about you is frequency. Why do we respond so well to music? Why is it when a little kid hears, a baby hears music, it starts to move and dance because we are inherently frequency. So to bring it to a place where it's like, like we're not getting into quantum mechanics, think about the fact that you're frequency. When you feel low, your body feels low and heavy. When you feel better, your body feels higher in in frequency. When you use low frequency words, no, as opposed to other frequency words, like I'm possible, you know, I love myself. It it changes who you are. And we all know this. Why can a guy at the top of the Mount Everest about to die and they get on the phone with his daughter and he hears his daughter's voice. And he all of a sudden says, not today. It shifted his frequency. And that's what the quantum is about, is that we are in all part of this frequency. Why, when people meditate all together on earth, do they show a concurrent, um, we're going to get real deep here, Dan, a concurrent decrease in violence, in murders, in, in all those things. 
not a huge portion. We're talking about one or 2% of people could do that. We could change the face of the earth. It's because there is a frequency grounding humans frequency on the earth grounding is because you can get in touch with the hum and the frequency of the earth. So, so um, without going into all the mechanics, what I can say is that you can start to understand that you are, that you are part of this whole frequency on earth and that you, that literally that is what matter is composed of different frequencies. You can harness that in your life because you can be like what I said earlier, what is the frequency that I want to feel frequently? And if you, I promise you, if you just get nothing from this podcast, but you just start saying to yourself, this is how I want to regulate my nervous system. And this is what I'm choosing to feel. And I'm going to focus on that even in the face of where everything in my belief and my bag of beliefs and biology doesn't want me to, you'll change your life. Man, that is so good. And I'm not even going to follow that up because I just want people to really absorb that and even run it back because that is some high level information that can really change your life. And if you're hearing it for the first time, definitely run that back because there's going to be some gems in there that you can absorb and apply to your life and live at a new frequency. So thank you for sharing that. We'll definitely bring you back and explore more of the quantum and get real deep for you guys. But man, we are we are running out of time over here. So I got one last question before we wrap things up. Thank you so much for uh, being here with us today. It's been a great conversation. If you could go back in time and give advice to your younger self when you were sick, alone, afraid, and just struggling the most, what would you say to him? Yeah, a little bit of pregnant pause here. Let me think about that. I would say, understand that you're held. Understand that you are the answer. Understand that the belief in yourself is the most important thing that you are absolutely the answer. The answer is not external, it's internal. That you're here not because you're being punished, whatever your circumstances are, you're here because we're supposed to be held in the tension of the beautiful and the brutal um, contrast of beautiful and beautiful, brutal opposites. And it's, it's okay to feel it because it's not going to last. It's not gonna last. This is not forever. It's the, having the temperament for the temporary, but I saw my circumstances forever. And the more that I saw it forever, the deeper I went into a spiral of things. It, 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 it absolutely is temporary, but you have to have faith. You have to have faith, you know, gratitude is for the present and faith is for the future and holding on to those two ideals will let life hold you instead of holding on for dear life. That is so powerful, man. Thank you for sharing that. And yes, always have faith over fear and you can always do more than you think. And that is just, just never give up on yourself, guys. Like we, we've had our dark spots and there was points where we couldn't see any light at the end of the tunnel, but you know, there is light. And Neil is a testament that you can get through those dark days, even though even if it's just one step a day, even if it's that slow of a progress, don't give up because there's resources out there. There's techniques that you can do, like we've shared in this episode. And, you know, we're here for you guys as well. So keep pushing forward. And that was just such a beautiful message. So thank you for that. 
man, this has been an impactful, impactful conversation. Let us know how we can support you now. Let us know, like, if you got anything going on, any programs like that, or just like what you're looking forward to so we can get involved. I'm a man on a mission. I'm here to help people understand the next evolution of mindset where I want people to understand their limitless potential and get out of fight or flight and live your dreams. So I'm somebody who's really earnest about showing people that the path of fulfillment can create sustainable and greater finances. If you want to follow me at, at Neil Falora, that's my Instagram handle. That's my website. Come sign up on my website. I have an amazing revolutionary program where we're going to have a, a container where we do this work together. And the, the, the differences you guys have already known it, we're going to do the mindset from top down and bottom up, and we're going to learn things quickly and practice them more. A lot of mindset sometimes is a lot of listening and theoretical, but I want people to go out and live it and then report back and we share experiences and then we get the next assignment and we go do it because you only understand your value in relationship to other things and other people. And that's, we're here to have our experience. And and so, yeah, follow me on Instagram or go to my website and sign up. There's more information coming on my program, my newsletter. I'd appreciate you. Yeah. Yeah. You guys aren't just getting the information, you're getting the implementation and that's going to spark your transformation. And you know, Neil is the real deal. So definitely go check him out and everything that he's got going on as well. So Neil, thank you for being vulnerable to share your story with us today. Your words move through screens and speakers that go straight to the heart. Your energy is a gift that shines light on everyone around you. And I'm grateful to have you in my circle. Thank you for sharing your wisdom with us today. Pleasure's mine, brother. Let's do it again. That was that was amazing, bro. I, I can't think of a better way to spend my Saturday morning. Thank you for the opportunity. I'm honored. I, I really appreciate it. Are you ready to take charge of your health and transform your life? Well, get ready because we have the solution for you. Introducing the Nova Fusion 21-Day Wellness and Resilience Challenge the ultimate program designed to stack massive momentum, achieve peak performance, and spark your transformation. In just 21 days, you can experience a total wellness revolution. Our challenge is jam-packed with daily inspiration, education, downloadable resources, and exciting challenges to keep you fired up and on track. But that's not all. When you join the challenge, you'll also become a member of our exclusive Nova Fusion family. Together, we'll support and uplift one another as we continue to grow and thrive. Unlock the secrets of the world's best wellness and resilience practices to stay mentally and physically fit for a lifetime. From renewing healing practices to transformative high-performance techniques, we've got you covered. And here's something that sets us apart. I believe in these practices so much that I'm offering a money-back guarantee. That's right, if you don't see results, you can get your money back so you have absolutely nothing to lose but everything to gain. 
So what are you waiting for? Take advantage of this limited time opportunity right now. Go to novafusion.co slash challenge to sign up and embark on the journey of a lifetime. Let's spark your transformation together. I can't wait to see you on the other side.